I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Those voices you did hear are Canty and Carlin. I am neither Canty nor Carlin. Neither is Gabe Neitzel. Gabe Neitzel, Michael Rothstein filling in for the guys today. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. As always, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. And we are happily joined now by one of the namesakes of this show, Chris Canty. Welcome to the show. Now, I have a question for you to start out here, right? So... I almost got kicked off the show earlier for being obsessed with Eurovision. Now, I've heard you've been booted out of where you typically do your best work on the radio. What's going on? (laughs) Well, we have a home office in our apartment, and my wife just so happens to be working from home today. She decided um, that she wasn't going to go into the office. And, you know, unbeknownst to me, I get back, I realize she's here. Um, but she tells me she has an important meeting at five o'clock. And so her job takes a priority over my job because her and my family don't seem to think I have a real job because all I do is talk about sports. <laughs> Tell me so about it. Tell I, me about I, I, it, Canty. I essentially got kicked out of our home office and away from my Comrex. And there's really no other place where I could set up my Comrex. So I am doing this hit from my apartment. Uh, with a Comrex about 10 feet away from me. Um, but it's on the phone. So, yeah. it's been a rough, this is a rough 24 hours for you, Canty, yeah. between getting booted out of your your home office, booted out of Laker Nation. Like, this is a rough 24 hours. Well, I'm not booted out of Laker Nation. Let's it sounded like that, Jay right? Will I'm was calling a, you. He <laughs> said you weren't a real fan, man. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. In, in those latter years of Kobe Bryant and how lean the franchise was before the second year that LeBron was there, we did a lot of losing, and I was still repping the Lakers. So I feel like if I survive that time with my team, that I am a true Lakers fan. You know what I mean? People that rode with the Lakers during that time, I want to say it was like the mid-2010s. If you were riding with the Lakers then, then you are a true Lakers fan. Now, Kenny, right, uh, we're going to get to to some more basketball stuff in a second, but I just want to make sure because your wife did kick you out at five o'clock, and that is when the results for Eurovision's qualifications for the grand final are on, which are right now. Are you sure she didn't kick you out just to learn that? I'm pretty sure she didn't okay, kick just you checking. out just to learn that. I'm just I'm, checking. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I might need to fact check that a little bit, but I'm pretty sure. I just wanted a check. Now, there is something I do want to ask you about. We're talking to Chris Canny, one of the hosts of Canny and Carlin here on Canny and Carlin on ESPN Radio alongside I'm Gabe Neitzel. Or I'm Michael Rothstein alongside <laughs> Gabe Neitzel. Really? This is where we are. Oh, yeah, this boy. is where we are today, Ooh, filling boy. in for Canny and for Carlin. I'm just thrown by Canny being a guest on Canny and Carlin. We were talking earlier about the media having a say in players being eligible essentially for Supermax contracts because of the way the NBA CBA works in terms of it being based on all NBA and all defensive teams. Do you feel like as a former pro athlete yourself, a former NFL player, 
Is this a fair way to go about things, considering all the other ways that this can be decided? I'm perfectly fine with it. It was collectively bargained, and it's not like we haven't seen these things in other sports um, that impact a player's compensation. I mean, just think about it. If you make a certain amount of all-star teams in baseball or if you get a league MVP or if you get a Cy Young or in football, if you make an all-pro team, if you win MVP, all of those things, guys have compensation in their contracts, escalators in their contracts for certain accolades of that nature, and those are all decided by media members or voting members. In the NBA, it's collectively bargained, and the players agree to it. And as a result, their, their salary structure is affected by media members voting on the all-NBA teams and whatnot, all defensive teams, etc. So I have no problem with this whatsoever. Uh, I understand that a lot of folks are capable for John Morant, who's going to lose $39 million over the next five years. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you who I'm not crying for. John Morant, because he did it to himself. So I have no problems with how the all-NBA teams rolled out. I thought the, the vote was actually really, really fair. Um, and so I'm excited about you – know, I'm excited for those guys that were able to get it, particularly Jalen Brown, and what that means for him being Supermax eligible. Um, and I'm also curious as to what the all-NBA teams will look like next year when it's essentially going to be positionless where we don't have to have two guards, two forwards, and a center. Essentially, it'll be the top 15 players in the NBA, top five, all-NBA, um, first team, you know, five to ten, second team, et cetera, there on their fourth. So I, I, I have no problem with it. Um, and, and for folks that have an issue with it, I, I don't know what to tell them, but I, I think it's, it's perfectly fine the way the NBA has agreed to do it and where the players have agreed to do it because it's not like we haven't seen this before in other sports. You mentioned we're talking about All-NBA. The Celtics do have two All-NBA guys in Brown and Tatum as their duo. Canty, which duo remaining in the NBA playoffs do you trust the most? Brown and AD. There okay. it is, Brown what, and AD. What non, your non-biased opinion. I understand Shocker. you're trying to save your Lakers <laughs> fandom after Jay will 3 under the bus this morning on Greeny. What non-biased Lakers take do you have in terms of the duo you trust in remaining in the NBA playoffs? Uh, duo I trust that's not in a Laker uniform. That is a great question. Who I would say now this is this is this is this is close for me guys. This is this is splitting hairs essentially. I'm gonna go with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Um and I know people are like, well why would you say that? Listen what Denver has been doing all year long is not an aberration. This ain't an outlier. Now that Jamal Murray is fully healthy, that is a different basketball team. And we know Jokic played at a near MVP level for yet a third straight season. So I, I would say it would be the Denver Nuggets. Um, the, th- the one thing that bothers me a little bit about that duo, though, is that defensively it leaves something to be desired because we know how much Jokic can be a liability on that end of the court. Um, so I would say the Denver Nuggets duo, Denver Nuggets tandem, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic by a hair, the duo that I would have after that would probably be Harden and Embiid. So that's where I'll be at. 
you know, we're talking to Chris Canny, host of Canny and Carlin, here on Canny and Carlin, alongside Gabe Neitzel and Michael Rothstein. And, and Canny, I agree with you on on your selection of the two, the Denver duo there because they've, in, at least in the playoffs, to me, been by far, I think, the best the best group. I know Embiid and Harden have been awesome. I, I just think what they've done under the pressure that they've been under, I think, has been really, really impressive. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, everybody's doubted them, and, and I and I question whether or not they'd be capable of standing up to the firepower that the Phoenix Suns had. And I, I couldn't have been more wrong in terms of how I thought this series would look. I think they've controlled the series. There hasn't been a moment where I think we had to worry about the Denver Nuggets. Now, I mean, home court has held serve, but, but I think there's a real opportunity – tonight that the Denver Nuggets close out the Phoenix Suns. I, I, I honestly do. I just, I just, I see a world where that happens in game six, um, just because of the heavy minutes that the, the Suns tandem of Booker and KD have had to log throughout the playoffs. At some point that catches up to you. And now that this has become a long series and we're in game six, I think tonight is the night where the curtains get closed on, uh, on those guys, unfortunately. Hey, Chris, I appreciate it. We want to get you out of here on this because earlier today it was announced that Letitia Wright is going to portray boxer Ramla Ali in an upcoming film on Ramla Ali's life. Her story is incredible. I've actually written a lot about it for ESPN.com. And I'm just wondering this based on that. What do you think is the best movie portrayal of a real-life athlete? Ooh, that's, that's that's a good question. That is a good question. Um, okay, so one, I, I will say this. I thought what Will Smith did in Ali was phenomenal. I thought that was amazing, amazing work. I think he captured the essence of Muhammad Ali and the, the, the period of time. I thought they did a really, really good job of that. Um, the one that's probably the most fun for me, though, um, and it's a story that not a lot of people knew about um, before it was a, a motion picture. It would be Booby Miles from Friday at Friday Night Lights and Derek <laughs> Luke, what he did with Booby Miles. To me, that was awesome. I mean, who who can't remember the line? Who can forget the line? If you want to win, put Booby in. Let Booby spin. <laughs> that, to me, was great. I, I, I mean, I, I, I played for the Dallas Cowboys. I went to a lot of high school football games when I was lived in Texas. I, I mean, just like – uh, it's it, it's a thing. It's a whole thing, and I thought that portrayal was pretty awesome. So that would be the one that was most, the most fun. But I think the the one where you start talking about, you know, is it Academy Award worthy, and did they do a great job of capturing the essence of the person? I would say Will Smith and Ali. Kenny, that I I'm with you on both of those counts. And as always, man, thanks for coming on and uh, joining your own show for a little bit today. Rough thing, Gabe. I appreciate you guys holding it down, man. <laughs> that was Chris Canny, host, usual host of Canny and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. This is Canny and Carlin on ESPN Radio alongside Gabe Neitzel. I'm Michael Rothstein. We want you to join the conversation about what we just asked Chris Canty. To you, what is the best movie portrayal of a real-life athlete? Give us a call, 1-88-SAY-ESPN. That's 888 729 Three seven seven six. So if you have a thought, whether it was Will Smith playing Muhammad Ali, if it is Booby Miles being like that, that was a really good pull, by the way, 
from Chris Candy. If it is somebody else, like, oh, I don't know, James Kahn playing Brian Piccolo, I, I'm pulling, going real deep cut there, <laughs> come and give us a call. So if you're wondering why we're talking about this now, so earlier today, Letitia Wright was announced as playing Ramla Ali in the movie about Ramla Ali's life called In the Shadows. If you're not familiar with who Ramla Ali is, I'm going to give you a quick lesson here. Ramla Ali is a female boxer. She is the first male or female boxer to ever represent Somalia in the Olympics. She is a Somali refugee who then ended up in London and started boxing as a way to lose weight and to kind of gain self-confidence in the UK. And what happened was throughout the majority of her career, really up until she decided to represent Somalia in the Olympic Games, she fought without her anyone in her family knowing that she was boxing, in part because her parents didn't believe in it because of their faith. So her story is incredible. She's also a model for Cartier and Dior. She is a UNICEF ambassador. She is a philanthropist. I've written a long story about her for ESPN.com. We did an ESPN daily podcast about her. And then actually as part of how all of this happened, Letitia Wright, I was told, was actually listening to the ESPN daily podcast game. And that's how she learned about Ramla Ali and wanted to play her in a movie. And now that is happening. So we're going to go to Greg in Florida. Greg, who do you got? I got Russell, Russell Crowe and Cinderella Man. Ooh, that, that, that's a good one. What stood out to you about, about his performance of, uh, in Jay Braddock there? Just about, I think the, the performance is downplayed. I, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of humility in the, in the character. And, uh, but I, I think it just captures a time period of America, too. That, uh, that I think it's a really cool film. Uh, it's not just a boxing film. It's a, it's, you know, it's a film about, you know, about America and about overcoming obstacles and being able to get through, um, you know, at that point, through the Depression. But, uh, but I think Russell Crowe just plays that role in a, with, a, with a measure of uh, humility. And, and uh, I think Renee Zellweger was a pretty damn awesome in that movie, too. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Gabe, before we get to some more callers, who's your pick? I, I don't know if this is cheating because it's not an athlete, it's a coach. But the movie is Miracle, and Kurt Russell is fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. The way that he is able to just kind of capture everything going on around that time. Like He nails the look. He nails the accent. Um, like Just everything about... Um, Kurt Russell's performance in Miracle as Herb Brooks, like especially as he's giving that speech, you know, the, the famous speech before they go out and play the Russians in the semifinal game. He just, he nails the whole thing. So it's not an athlete, but it's someone who is obviously very prominent in that movie, the, the main character in that movie as the head coach of Herb Brooks. Gabe, I, I like that one a lot. We're going to go back out to the phone lines. Jason in Florida, who you got? I have got Chasmic Bowman in 42. Okay, why? The Jackie Robinson story. I mean, I watched baseball movies, basketball movies, all kinds of hockey movies as a kid. But Chasmic Bowman playing Jackie Robinson in 42 was just electrifying and so just such a big moment to have his life put on the big screen, and people loved it. And Shazbuck Bowman did such a great job. And uh, the fact that, you know, he passed away not long after, after he was Black Panther, he did, he played Jackie Robinson. He did an awesome job. So that, that's my, uh, my thing. So. What I loved about that Chadwick Boseman performance, Michael, was the way he was able, because it's a celebration of Jackie, 
But I feel it it gets overlooked quite a bit that because it, he celebrated every year, but even the struggle, not just getting to the major leagues, but once he got to the major leagues and kind of that internal struggle that Jackie Robinson had, even after he got there, I thought the movie and Chadwick in particular did a great job of portraying that part of the struggle that Robinson had to go through. No, I agree, and, and part of why we're talking about this actually fits in well with Chadwick Bogusman. May, may he rest in peace, because Letitia Wright, who ended up starring in the second Black Panther movie, is playing Rama Ali in the movie In the Shadows. We're going to go back out to the phone lines to talk about this. Bob in Minnesota, what do you think is the best movie portrayal of a real-life athlete? Well, I'm going to have to say Brian's song. I just thought the uh, the story was so well done. You know, and this is way back, you know, when, when when a black man and a white man weren't supposed to get along like that. And uh, just the, the friendship they had together and the, just the story, it just brought me to tears. Being from Minnesota, I should probably say miracle, but that's, that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I, I get, that tells you, Bob, that tells you how much you like that movie because you picked a movie about two Chicago Bears as somebody who I'm guessing is a Minnesota Vikings fan, I, I give you mad props there. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Gabe Neitzel and Michael Rothstein, we're filling in for the guys today. We're going to go back out to the phone lines. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's Yo. yours? You haven't given yours, Michael. Oh, yeah, we heard, oh I'm we sorry. Heard from, yeah, we heard from, from Chris Canty, who joined us earlier in the yeah. segment. He he leaned towards uh, Will Ferrell in Muhammad Ali. Not Will Ferrell. Will Smith in Muhammad Ali. <laughs> in Ali. That would be an interesting choice if it was Will Ferrell. Uh, but what is your choice? That, see, it's it's a really good question, and, and one I've kind of tried to think a lot about. I I almost want to go, like, I want to go with Denzel Washington and remember the Titans again. Like you, I'm going with a. You sure about that? Because he played Herman Boone, right? And yeah, I've I've done a lot of research about that movie, and you know, there's some stuff that's accurate, some stuff that's not like anything within Hollywood. But uh, that movie, to me, made made a lot of people understand that story that's one that's not super well known and Denzel Washington is you know the best actor out there and his performance was fantastic now you know I've talked to some people who said maybe Herman Boone wasn't as nice as Denzel Washington was but I mean I thought Denzel Washington really hit that on the head we'll go out to the phone lines one more time we know the phone lines are full so we're going to get to this throughout the rest of the show but we're going to go out to Dave in Missouri Dave in Missouri what do you got uh, it's got to be Colin Firth, the King's Speech. Uh, he portrayed, you know, Prince Albert and then ascended to the throne as King George with a speech impediment. I'm telling you, at the end of the movie, when he gave the speech and spoke so eloquently, my wife and I literally were brought to tears. It's got to be that movie. Dave, yeah. thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. Uh Obviously, that's not an athlete. We're, yeah, we're going for. The... I didn't realize King George was such an athlete. I guess I guess <laughs> you need know, to go might, back and rewatch the movie. He might, he might have been. We're we're hitting on what is the best movie portrayal of a real life athlete. We're going to take your calls throughout the rest of the show. If you want, give us a call at one eight eight say ESPN. That's eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Coming up next. Are the Suns pessimistic about DeAndre Ayton's status for Game Six? We're going to get an update live from Phoenix. That's next. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. So we, we hope that you join our conversation because we've been having a good one here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. We want to hear from you of what is the best movie portrayal of a real-life athlete by an actor or actress. So think about that while you're listening to our next guest. And give us a call at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And then you'll be able to weigh in after Gabe Neitzel and myself, Michael Rothstein, who are filling in for Kenny and Carlin today, are done speaking with our next guest, ESPN NBA reporter Tim McMahon. Tim, thanks for taking a few minutes with us tonight. And let's start here. What's going on with DeAndre Aiden? Well, he has what's been described to me as a deep rib contusion. Um, I know it's been reported that he's definitely out tonight. My understanding is a final decision hasn't been made, but certainly does not sound good. It doesn't sound like he's going to be available for game six. You know, I'm told he's experiencing significant pain. It's affecting his breathing. It's an injury that typically takes two or three weeks to recover from. So, again, I, I have not uh, I have not been told that he's definitely out tonight, but at this point I would certainly be surprised to see him in uniform for Game 6. And on the other side, Tim, kind of a surprise questionable with Jamal Murray as he has a non-COVID illness. Have you heard anything uh, to suggest that Murray is going to play or not play? I, my understanding is the Nuggets are hopeful that he'll play, but he's not feeling well. They cut shoot-around short. I don't think he even went to shoot-around there has been a little bit of a bug that's been going around the Nuggets. Uh, Michael Malone, my understanding is, was a bit under the weather, some of their staffers. So, you know, he's not feeling great, but I do think that Murray will play tonight. We're talking to Tim McMahon, ESPN NBA reporter here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio alongside Gabe Neitzel and Michael Rothstein. And, and Tim, kind of turning our attention to that game tonight, 
What does Phoenix have to do to stick to stick around beyond tonight in the postseason? Well, Devin Booker has to find his superhero cape, and it, it would sure help if Kevin Durant does as well. I mean, look, the two games that the Suns were able to win, those guys combined for 158 points and 30-some-odd assists. I mean, it's pretty clear. They've got to score at least 70 and probably dish out 15 or 20 assists to give the Suns a chance. And then, you know, they've got to have some role players step up. Uh, Landry Shamit obviously was huge in game four, um, hitting five threes. They get to have something like that happen. But it really does come down to they've got two superstars, not a lot of depth, and those two superstars have to play at a, you know, a ridiculously high level to give them hope of extending the series. Um, now they've done that twice. We'll see if they can do it again tonight. Tim, thank you for taking a little bit of your time on what is obviously a very busy evening for you with us. All right. Appreciate it, fellas. Take care. That's Tim McMahon, ESPN's NBA reporter. You can follow him on Twitter at ESPN underscore McMahon. That's M-A-C-M-A-H-O-N. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Gabe Neitzel, I'm Michael Rothstein. We're filling in for the guys today. Kenny and Carlin, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. And we're going to get right back, Gabe, to the question we've been talking about before, which is... What is the best movie portrayal of a real-life athlete? And we're going to go out to the phone lines, Gabe. Jay in West Virginia, what do you got? Uh, hello. Um, I just wanted to say uh, Denzel Washington as Ruben the Hurricane Carter in The Hurricane. What, what stood out to you about that performance, my man? Well, uh, to be honest, I saw it when I was real young. So, you know, a lot of the uh, things... Uh, about the time period, I really didn't grasp, uh, but the movie actually really inspired me uh, to get into combat sports myself with boxing, wrestling, and also to get um, to study law and things like that because of the story that surrounded it. Man, that's all that that's amazing that that inspired you like that. Yeah, it, it was a it had a very catchy song in it too. <laughs> it did so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, thank you for the call, Jay. Gabe, I, I hear that song by Bob Dylan, uh, actually. I, I heard that that's pretty well known, right? Like, Yeah, I th- I'm pretty, pretty sure it is. I'm yeah, sure pretty, well, it, people have heard it once or twice. Yeah, I think it, it might be familiar. We may even have it in our system. I, I don't know. We're going to go back out to the phone lines, Gabe. Let's go to Justin in Texas. Hey, Justin, what's up, guys? Um, I got eight seconds. Luke Perry playing uh, Lane Frost. Stephen Baldwin playing Tough Headman, great movie. Well, what is it about that? Because I think a lot of people don't necessarily remember the movie Eight Seconds, which if I remember correctly is a, a bull riding movie, correct? Correct. And Yeah, uh, so like, what is it about you know, those guys? Because that's something I don't know anything about. <laughs> it's just a good portrayal. It's a sad story with Lane Frost, how he lost his life bull riding, and it's just a really good portrayal by uh, Luke Perry and Stephen Baldwin and you know, still to this day, Tough's still around, and Steven is uh, very proud of that movie and proud of how Tough portrayed the portrayed both him and uh, uh, Luke Perry, or Lane Frost. Thank you very much for the call, Justin. Remember, we're we're asking you here on Kenny and Carlin today on ESPN Radio. What's the best movie portrayal of a real life athlete by an actor or actress? We're do you Gabe think, Knight, so Michael Michael Rossin filling in for the guys today. Gabe, yeah, what's up? Yeah, do you think Michael because he's talking about you know portraying somebody who's still alive? Yeah. Like I got to imagine that's incredibly difficult because you're you're going through the performance thinking, 
whoever I'm portraying is going to see this. And, yeah. you know, that like if, if you do not nail it, that person probably has every right to be critical of your performance. I think that probably adds an extra layer of pressure to these actors and actresses who, who perform these roles for people who might still be alive. Well, I, I, I'm with you there, Gabe, and I, I think part of it, too, and it's interesting because I talked to – so this this whole topic came up, for those who maybe missed it earlier. Letitia Wright of Black Panther fame, she is signed on to play Ramla Ali, who is a professional boxer, in a movie about Ramla Ali's life called In the Shadows. And Ramla Ali actually spoke with me about it, and she wanted – like, Letitia Wright was who she wanted to play her. So I think if it's a situation where it's like you are the – athlete who is alive or coach that is alive and you're saying I want this person and that person ends up ends up playing you 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 kind of go in I think Gabe knowing that that is the situation you want so you're probably a little more comfortable than if it's a situation where this movie's being made about your team or about your life or your uh, some other figure like you know maybe some of the Michael Jordan's biopics that have been done and there's maybe not as much control there well, I just think of Winning Time, the the, the yeah. series that's going that that was you know on HBO, and just the criticism it got from the people who are still alive. That you know, Jerry you know, Jerry West wasn't very happy with the way he was, and just so many people were upset with how everybody was portrayed in that series on HBO. It, it's got to be again just a little extra layer because. A lot of times I feel the the actors who end up in these are sports fans themselves and have certain yeah. memories of these athletes. And in the Ramla Ali case, like she's still so young, you know, but, but for oh, the yeah, most part, like, yeah, but for the most part, you're kind of looking back at a different time period instead of something that's a little bit more recent. And like, that's just a lot of pressure to try to preserve the memory of something that you yourself may hold fond from your childhood or something like that. No, without question. And listen, we're going to keep talking about this topic. We want to hear from you. What do you think is the best movie portrayal of a real-life athlete by an actor or actress? Give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Keep those phone calls in. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. 
Monty and Carlin, the podcast. It is NFL schedule release day. We're just about a little over two hours away from everybody knows the opponents. Everybody knows where they're going to be, but it's the ordering of it. The where are you going to go when? That's what we're going to learn today. The song you're hearing now is from I was about to say, wait a second, wait a second. You have been (laughs) singing the praises. Of Eurovision all day, and you're just going to ignore the show? No. Like, we're just I was, ignore I was it? going I in hear... order of what our producer Shannon gave us in terms of our comeback, which was talking about NFL schedule, and then I was going to mention that this lovely song is from Albania as part of the Eurovision 2023 contest. The second semifinal happened today while we were on air earlier, the grand final Saturday. And if you don't know what Eurovision is, I send you to the Googles or I send you to the Will Ferrell movie about Iceland, which is one of the countries that has never won Eurovision. And Gabe Knight's on my tag team partner here today on Kenny and Carlin, along with myself, Michael Rothstein, is holding his head in frustration. Well, I, I keep having, well, I keep having these, I keep having questions that pop into my mind. <laughs> ah, yes. And I debate whether or not I want to ask them, but so, okay, I'll just go ahead and ask the follow-up question here. So there were two days of competition and then there's a finale coming up yes. Saturday? Saturday, yes. Grand final. Do you perform the same song at both, or is it a different song you perform, you know, if you make it there? So are you performing my two total songs, or is it just one? My understanding is that it is tip, very typically, if not always, the same song. Okay. Um, because there, there, there is, um, for the final, and again, I'm, I'm still a little bit new to Eurovision, so I'm still learning this. So I think I'm getting this right. And if I'm wrong and someone wants to call in, please do 888-SAY-ESPN. And... But my understanding is that it's the same song because it is judged generally in terms of for the jury pool for the final earlier in the week, a lot of times instead of potentially live. And then it it comes back there. So I believe it is the same song, but I could be wrong here. I am not pretending to be a Eurovision expert. One of the things I think I am an expert, however, on is the NFL schedule. And Kenny and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV and could save you money. Visit Progressive.com. As we were talking about before, this is NFL schedule release day. And I got to wonder, you know, when you look at this, Gabe, you cover the Green Bay Packers up there in Milwaukee. I cover the Atlanta Falcons. I used to cover the Detroit Lions, who were kicking off the 2023 NFL season against the Kansas City Chiefs. Of the games that have been announced that we know about thus far, which is the one that maybe you're like scratching your head of, really, that's happening there when? I, I, I am very surprised that the Detroit Lions, despite not being a playoff team last year, and the Chiefs' schedule being loaded, because the AFC is loaded, and we're going to start the season with the Detroit Lions taking on the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead to kick off the 23 season. And oh, by the way, yeah, the Lions were good last year, but they were mostly only good at home. They stunk on the road. They were the Golden State Warriors this year during the regular season of the NFL. They stunk on the road. They had great splits at home, bad on the road. I am a little wary of that being a great game to kick off the 2023 NFL season when there were, to me, so many more options that you could have grabbed to really get everyone excited about the start of the season that Thursday night. Sure, I get it. I do. I, personally, as somebody who covered the Lions for eight seasons and knows that they have not had a lot of positivity for so long around the Motor City, that they get to be in this game is pretty awesome because whenever I covered 
the Lions. That, that was one thing we kind of knew. It was like, I no, there's no way you're going to be in that. They're opening that Sunday opening at game. noon. Yeah, no, it's it's a Sunday at one or a couple of times. I think it was Jim Caldwell's first game and Matt Patricia's first game. It was definitely Matt Patricia's first game. It was a Monday night football game. That Matt Patricia's first game was a harbinger of things to come. The Jets annihilated the Lions, and there were only Jets fans left at Ford Field by then in 2018. But you generally knew you weren't going to get that first game. So this is a really nice step for the Lions, and I think a, a nod of credit to what Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes have done in Detroit. But there, there are questions about it. Jamison Williams obviously not going to be eligible because he is going to be suspended for gambling, and there are other questions surrounding that team. But you do have some really interesting young stars in Aiden Hutchinson, and of course you have the Kansas City Chiefs. Like I think this is a nice showcase game for a team that the NFL's game hoping ends up being good, but it all comes down to one thing, Gabe, and that's this. A lot of people are trying to base this on the rosters and also on strength of schedule and who might be good and who might be bad. Does strength of schedule matter, especially this time of year in the NFL? Uh, I, I mean, I guess ultimately it, it, it does, right? Because if that's why we see so many teams being able to go from worst to first or the other way around, right? Like if you were a team that had a last place schedule last year and you're playing a bunch of last place teams, you might have an opportunity to pick up a couple more wins and vault yourself into contention. And then on the other side, maybe you were kind of a fraudulent team and now you're playing a first-place schedule and that kind of catches up to you. So I think strength strength of schedule absolutely does matter. It plays into the idea of parity in the NFL. It does to an extent. I just don't buy into it because we don't know from one year to the next who's going to be good and who's going to be bad other than probably five teams. There are probably five or six teams you could say every year, that team's going to be good, that team's going to be bad. Every other team lives in that So, like, ten total? Like, five that are going to be bad, five that are going to be good? Right. Because I think I could do that. So, like, ten teams total, I think I can pretty much map out. And the rest are in this morass of you could be anywhere from 6-11 and 11 to 11-6. and six. So that's why I just don't buy into the strength of schedule thing right now. The Atlanta Falcons, the team I cover, have the easiest strength of schedule theoretically now. But we don't know because every quarterback that's in that division really is new in some form or fashion. So who knows what's going to happen there. Coming up, what happens if the Celtics lose Game 6, however? Well, maybe a lot. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.